Final round 2019 has come and gone, and we still have no word on Capcom's plans for Street Fighter V's Season 4 DLC characters beyond Kage. The community is upset, we're a bit upset, but what do we make of all this? Let's take a step back, a deep breath, and talk about it on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Perfect. All right, and welcome to hell. Uh, we'll be your tour guides here. I'm John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Uh, so over here in hell, on the left, you're going to find Capcom's release date schedule for Street Fighter V DLC, which just says differently 100 times all over it. And then on the right are going to be endless matches against Rashid, Bison, and Yurian. Please enjoy your stay, because that's what we've got right now. With our tour guide, Virgil, but his face is all kinds of messed up. Oh, man. Uh, so we predicted doom and gloom if there was no final round announcement, and uh, here we are. Uh, we went through the entire weekend. I wrote an article telling people, hey, you know, pay close attention to social media because if, and I did say if about like five times because I was worried about this, if there's going to be an announce, uh, announcement imminent, uh, pay close attention because they usually change the Twitter icon. They've done it 12 of the 13 you know, times they've done this. Uh, they, they've done that, and there was nothing, and there was nothing. My goodness. People are mad. They're very upset. We see a lot of talk about lack of communication now, pretty much all over Twitter. People are almost willing to talk about playing other games besides Street Fighter V. Well, that's almost. what I was about yeah. to get to, is who are they mad at at this point? Are they mad at Capcom or are they mad at themselves for expecting? Well, I made a joke a couple of years back, and we did a skit about how this was just a poor relationship that you don't get out of. And when you get drunk late at night, you call Capcom back up and see what she's doing, you know, and, and you make those bad decisions. But I'm not. I'm not surprised at this point, and I don't even know if I should. I don't. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I should be expecting. I don't. I don't know where to position myself to, to process all of this. But I don't want to be on this ride anymore. Is what I. Is what I, one thing I do know at this point. Um, I don't want to have these expectations for myself. I don't want to look at Street Fighter Five as a service and look to what's the next thing gonna be. Uh, because it's just been so much in the way of disappointment and letdowns. It's, it's like, I don't want to see this happen. I don't want to see Street Fighter V screw up so I can say something negative about it on social media or write an article saying, well, another swing and a miss. But I find that that's what I have to do most often because that's what's going on in the news most often or the lack thereof news most often. And, and just, man, I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. I don't want to be... I don't want to be this closely tied to it anymore, you know? Yeah, uh, I drink about mm, three or four times a year. Uh, very rarely, you know, got young kids. It's hard to get out there with a wife and go do anything. Um, but I wanted to drown my sorrows in alcohol. So I went out and got uh, some Guinness and uh, and got the wife a pale ale uh, IPA. And, um, and we, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I basically figured on Saturday, I just kind of saw like, if they're not doing anything by now, I think the odds of anything happening are very low. Uh, so I went out and got it and, you know, drank half the bottle and that's about all I could do. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> I don't drink either anymore, but yesterday was St. Patty's day and the girlfriend really likes to, to do that stuff. So we had some, uh, some Jameson shots and, uh, went out and got some corned beef, uh, uh, corned beef and cabbage. Not in that order. We drank after we got back home. And I was watching Top Eight. Definitely, and I, I rarely drink these days, but definitely a few shots of Jameson Deep, which made the entire experience all that much more fun. Yeah, I, that's how kind of I got through it without worrying about you know characters and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just kind of drown my sorrows <laughs> in a half a bottle of alcohol here. But that's a <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, I, I think that we've kind of set the stage here of how much disappointment and and just general how people are upset about it. And they should be, you know, this is, we, we've built up this expectation over, you know, the many years that street fighter five has been out. Now it's a reasonable expectation that this would continue in some fashion. And the fact that that did not happen means, okay, well, like what do we turn to now? And since Capcom won't communicate anything like anything, like we're, we're getting uh, the, the, the poor gentleman, Andy Wong, who, who wrote the blog post that says we're doing things differently. is not even at Capcom anymore. You know, um, uh, John D is gone. He's moved on to arcade one up, uh, you know, a bunch of people are out the door, a bunch of jobs have changed and all that. Like, what are we, when are we going to hear something? And so all we have left to do is to speculate on what's, what's going on. We've heard some things behind the scenes, which we can kind of relay and talk about here a little bit. And, and the first thing I'll get into is that, 
I'll speculate that I believe Capcom has pulled a lot of resources off of Street Fighter V so that they can start looking at other titles uh, that they want to be working on. And damn it, I mean, that just makes a ton of sense, right? We we know Street Fighter V has not been the most successful game that they've ever done. Um, and even just their fighting games alone, you know, it's, it's some more like middle of the pack. You know, it's exclusive to PS4. There's a lot of problems with it. It's not well liked in the community, like collectively. Um, if you pull off resources like that, your your rate of released uh, characters is going to slow down. You know, and, and that's what I actually go back to right now is 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 the most logical you know point I could make is look if you take away let's say there's 20 people working on all these characters and balance and all that kind of stuff that's coming down for Street Fighter Five, and you take you know 18 of those away and you say hey you guys are going to be working on Street Fighter Six, you've got two people left there. It's going to take a while for these characters to get out in the wild, however many you have left to even release, and you may not actually know how long it's going to take these people to, to you know, finish the job, right? Because you've you've reduced the team so dramatically. It's a, that's an insane reduction in, in resources, and I'll get into that here a little bit more later. In terms, it's of- like you even got rid of the guy that could update your blog post to tell people that you're ramping down instead of yes. just doing things differently. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it does make a lot of sense that like even Capcom probably does not know when this stuff is realistically coming out. Uh, that's it's just a gigantic change. So I, I I can't see I can't personally see Street Fighter Five going away right away because Capcom has made giant esports commitments uh, that they keep talking about up and down to their investors, and it is literally a crime to lie to your investors. <laughs> Again, you can have a lot of wiggle room there, but Capcom's investor relation page has to be uh, like be authentic. You know, they can't they can't troll, they can't mislead to a high degree. No Martha Stewarting. Yes, exactly. They have to and they've outright said up and down, left and right, that esports is a big commitment for them, not only, you know, just a few years in the future, but five, ten, twenty years out. You know, that can change, right? But at least right now, they have heavy, heavy, heavy plans for esports, and they've got one game that can do it. So uh, we've got a brand new Pro Tour, um, and and that's great. And I do go back to the statement that they made at Capcom Cup, where where Ono said, you know, oh, oh, oh we're going to have another Pro Tour this year. And I'm like, what? I'm like, of course you guys are going to have a Pro Tour. And, and both you and I talked about it. We were like, wait a second. He's making a big deal about even having a Pro Tour. And why are they? Because he doesn't have something else to say that's even more hype. Yes. And, and, and also, like, could this be our last Pro Tour season until we get a Marvel 4 or a Street Fighter 6? Or might they even scale back even further? Or, or like, what's going on? You know, there, there's so much here. Again, I, I just go back to that statement because Ono put such a heavy emphasis on it. And it really struck me as odd. Like, it, it's like saying, oh, yeah, the, you know, the sun's going to come out tomorrow. It's like, well, of course the sun's going to come. Wait, hold on. Do you know something we don't know? <laughs> you know <laughs> is the sun not going to come out? And, and, and yeah, it's 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 scary. Should we, at this point, the fourth year and the relationship that we've had with Capcom over these last few years, I'm starting to question, should I even really be expecting more content? Should I be looking at this game and and looking to what's the next reveal? Or is that an error on my part as a fan at this point? Should I just be enjoying the game for what it is and instead of expecting just being happy when something new comes along, because that's the world that we were more or less living in before the age of Street Fighter as a service, and it was just fine. And yes, Capcom set this new kind of standard, and they basically told us or, or conditioned us to look at their game in this specific light with these kinds of expectations and then have widely not delivered on these expectations at least to the point where every time this kind of comes up in conversation capcom is in an immediate non-charismatic light but i'm thinking maybe maybe we should just dial it back and and just not expect new characters and just get them as wow that was a cool extra surprise that i didn't expect at all I think that's exactly what we have to do now. You, you, if you don't temper your expectations, I think you're going to be massively disappointed. And I think that's what everyone's going through right now. Is well, and yeah. is that wrong to have to do, or is that is that a loss on Capcom's part? Is there anybody that we should be necessarily upset or disappointed with because of this, or or have we just been, I don't know, too gung ho about this? this approach no i mean look the, capcom set the stage here and and i'll, I'll use this example here uh, 
I'm your boss. And imagine I come up to you and say, hey, John, you know, uh, we're going to do things differently with your paycheck. And then I walk off. You're going to be saying, what the hell? Like, okay, well, there's a precedent for me getting paid. Will I get paid still? What's going on? And, and you know, there's there's some establishment here. That's- You're definitely getting paid next week. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a pro tour. Yes. I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, Capcom has set the stage with this stuff. And, and okay, so this is all fine if, if they tell us. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm guessing at least what, what their marketing strategy was, if you can call it a strategy, was wow, we have really disappointing news for people. We don't even know when this stuff is going to be coming out or what's going to be happening. Let's just say we're doing things differently and then not say anything else and let people figure it out on their own. Yeah, because they're a bunch of sissies if that's what they're doing. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And that's the very safe corporate way of going about it. But if that's the case, and I, I would, that's my best guess as well, yeah. then whatever like have have more character and have more characters boom yeah i it's it support your community a little bit more and again there's a classic thing of, of look at frame data and hitboxes and fighting games and especially with capcom on this they're the most guilty party of it they're like well we want our community to explore that stuff on their own and we don't want to have that information front and center for them and blah 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 and obviously with street fighter 5 we've got a, a terrific training mode with that now with you know full frame data all that kind of stuff is front and center we don't have hitboxes but eh, you know, well, that's all right. Um, they finally realize that that the mystery of it and all that is not a great mystery necessarily for the community that we want. We'd rather have that information front and center. We don't want to have to buy a guidebook for it or go on event hubs to find that. Just give it to us in game, right? That's where we want it at. Give it to us. Uh, and I, I think with some of their... I think with some of their marketing approaches, it's still a little bit archaic in that. Well, they're like, well, we'll just let the community guess at what we're doing. Well, well you know, that's... Kind of, man, I, it, and it's... Don't do that. That's stupid. Just tell people what's going on. They're going to be disappointed, but at least they're going to know. You know, they, they they know what's going on at that point. Bandai had a recent interview that came out. I think it's already up at the front page. I think I, I had prepped that story, but I didn't launch it myself. But I think it's up on the front page at this point where that was one of the things that was brought up as far as uh, I think it was Soul Calibur 6. Yeah, that they were talking about. Will there be framed at a inserted directly into the game so we don't have to go hunt it down and they basically said no uh, part of the fun is hunting it down and uh, I, I forget all the specific reasons as to why but the answer was essentially we hear you uh, but no and and they kind of gave a, a what seemed to be a little bit of a bs reason in the idea that it's fun to that's part of the experience is to go find out uh but eh. but uh, so so it's not just capcom doing that yeah. and apparently it's a thing for some reason that that developers don't want to do this, but it's been a prevalent attitude in our community, and it, this is just, I think, a continuation of that. And and it doesn't work for a lot of people. And again, that's where social media, uh, our website, forums, all that kind of stuff are great because they can go and browse through the stuff and say, "Oh wow, we're really pissing people off with these decisions. Maybe we shouldn't do stuff that just craps on our fan base." And I get it; they're not seeing it as crapping on their fan base. But if you read these outlets, you start to get an idea. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Um, it's one of the reasons how come we launch, you know, constant narratives here on the podcast and on the website telling Capcom, hey, don't do this. This is bad. We've done our research here. People don't like it. You know, not that we're right with everything we do, but we're, we we pay very close attention to this stuff. We talk to a lot of people. Um, this is our jobs. We take it very seriously. And and, and damn it, man. Ah, I yeah, so a I lot of frustration. That's here. I think, and and what you're hitting at there is a big part of why we can still point the finger at Capcom in this kind of a situation because not only have they been doing the research, but you can you can see a lot of or a significant portion of the research. You got a pretty good portion of the FGC, the people that are playing your game and using your products on event hubs or other sites like us where you can definitely go out there and get your finger on the pulse of your fans, know what they generally want, know what they generally don't want, know what their expectations are, and what an opportunity to have a relationship with them and essentially do right by them to the point where you can, hey, be more fruitful in your business transaction with them. You make them happy, they're gonna buy your product, they're gonna buy the add-ons, all of those things. And so that's all right in front of Capcom more than it ever has been. Yes, the landscape has changed. Yes, the relationship that you, I guess, should have with your community and your fan base has changed. But you have to roll with that, man. I mean, that, that, that's always the story. Those that stay too far in the past and the old way of doing things when stuff legitimately changes 
it it changes where you have to to you know hit the mark and if you don't you're gonna get left behind great i didn't even mean to say that but funny yeah, how applicable it, that phrase is, is held, held oh, up over the man. years man it's just it's crazy how how valid it still is but yeah so uh, one other thing that i wanted to make sure to get at Okay, so I, I, as, as it's been pretty apparent thus far in these first 15 minutes that we've been talking, I'm still trying to wrap my mind about how I should be processing all of this and how I should be looking at this because how I've been doing it thus far and the immediate way that I, I thought I should is very much not. It's not working out for me, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to realign myself a little bit. But here's a question, especially for someone like you who has said that you really do like Street Fighter V. I think you said it was your favorite of the mm-hmm. Street Fighter series thus far. And this this goes to you. This goes to everybody listening. And I am genuinely interested in responses to this. So if you want to let me know, on, it's probably best if you just tweet me on my Twitter because I'll see that. Um, everything else in the event hub sort of get buried pretty quickly. But do you have fun just playing the game on a day-to-day basis, whether that means just going online, going to locals and playing with your friends, whatever? Does Street Fighter V, outside of the expectations of something new coming, still grab your attention? And if so, to what degree? Are you content with it? Because I've found that I personally really am not. It's not fun enough and I've said as much to to just get my attention on that level where other Street Fighter games, I guess Street Fighter 4, and then plenty of other non-fighting games have done that in the past. But for me, a big part of this whole experience is being able to look forward to what's next. And that might be because I'm just not content with what's here, and so I'm always looking to, okay, well, what else can we get? What else can we get? But my question to everybody else is, how much fun do you have playing Street Fighter as it exists right here in front of you? Is it enough or are you finding yourself constantly looking toward what's next because what's in front of you isn't good enough? Yeah. And I think that um, there's you know classic phrase of many things can be true here. And uh, mm-hmm. a couple of the things I'll throw out there is if you are interested in fight money and you are interested in content, well, guess what? Uh, your days of being interested in that stuff are probably gone now, right? They've completely obliterated fight money uh, to the point where it's almost a joke and it's not even worth going oh, and pursuing the mission. I, I guess I could, yeah. yeah, I could be more specific in my initial question there because I don't think that it's even a question of do people like to get on to play arcade mode and to play survival and to build up fight money and to get fighting chance. It's like, no, I haven't even explored, you know, I, I, one time in those modes and I'm like, yeah, there's nothing here for me. Uh, and I, I'm sure there are a few people out there that do, but but I'm basically to me, it's either are you excited to look forward to new stuff, or do you enjoy just the 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 actual gameplay back and forth, crush countering each other and winning rounds and that part of Street Fighter Five? Because as far as I'm concerned, all the other parts are are very much not anything near entertaining. I mean, again, they've taken that down from whatever level they were at before and almost obliterated them. That's terrible because there were a lot of people, relatively speaking, still playing for those modes, right? They still enjoyed the game for the fight money. They were logging in for that. They wanted to see the new characters come out. The story modes are, are, they're not anything to write home about, but they're fun, especially if you have a character you're looking forward to. Like, like G's story mode was actually fun to play through because of all the goofy stuff. You know, Rose appears in that. Like, hey, who didn't play through Sagat's and be like, hey, what's going on with this guy you know it's it's not like you're reading you know Stephen King or something like that and getting you know the ultimate dose of fiction or whatever you want to you know put out there but (laughs) it's still fun to kind of see that stuff right it's it's a reason to be excited about and that stuff has completely been checked and it's gone and it it, is it even coming back at this point you know Kage there is a realistic scenario I don't think it's the case but there's a realistic scenario on the table now that Kage is the last character we get for Street Fighter 5 and that could be it and, and that's it and, and it's like okay didn't see that one coming you know but, my response yeah. to that is no way and then my my brain goes or maybe it's my heart goes eh whatever who cares <laughs> so to, to answer the other part of your question here i still enjoy the gameplay uh the game is still evolving uh we saw a final round uh this gets into a discussion we'll get into later but but throws was take the throw take the throw and punk is gonna throw you that's what he showed and he's gonna do a lot of back throws and do other things uh mochi just completely stopped hitting buttons in neutral and and was uh terrified to do a lot of things and punk kept throwing them and i love that i love seeing the evolution of the meta um i think there's so much more and i'm going to be getting into this on on the website here uh with an article and many articles actually exploring the meta of the game 
Um, I still think that's wonderful. I'm excited about it. I'm working on like, I literally have in front of me like four or five notes of Monat tech that I'm working on that I want to dive back into. Uh, the character has a lot to offer. Um, I think the game still has a good bit to offer and I think a lot of people are, are selling it short, but I go and I look back at Marvel 3 or something like that and, you know, the game didn't get a lot of updates yet. Still, people were discovering tech and having fun with it. Um, Street Fighter 5 was the number one entrance game at final round. Uh, it still continues to be a big draw. The CPT is still a very big deal. Uh, so, I mean, I think from a gameplay standpoint, what we have is pretty darn good. We just got a bunch of balance changes. Like, I'm happy with that. It's just there's a lot of disappointment that comes with it on the content side of things. And So here's the thing. Like, if that's the case, and I don't disagree with you, I think that the game can be fun to play, especially if you're playing with the right people, and maybe it's with the right characters to an extent as well. But it can be fun to play, and, and so if that's true, then should we just stop caring about what's coming and just play the damn thing that's in front of us? I look at the Princess Bride, and uh, where uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts, like he, he's like, just tell me your name, and he's like, get used to disappointment. Uh, and if you're looking forward to content, get used to disappointment because I, I think that Capcom has made it very clear through their silence. Um, it, words are words. Uh, actions speak louder than those, right? And uh, the actions that we've seen are Capcom ain't doing anything right now. And, and you know, let, let's let's go ahead and get into that here a little bit. Um, let's sure. put the salt back on the shelf because, you know, we've had a good 20 minutes here of, of really, you know, complaining and doing and that. And that's what we need. It, you know, it's it's therapeutic to get into that. We need to get the stuff out of us. Like, we're, we're upset about it, too. I mean, this is our livelihoods we're dealing with, you know, besides being fans of the game, at least to some extent, right? Um, it, it's There's a lot here wrapped up in this for us. And, and a lot of people, fighting games are, are so you're so damn invested in these right this is not freaking tetris and no offense to the tetris players out there tetris is great and all that but it's not tetris this is freaking fighting games this is a huge part of so many people's lives you guys are listening to a podcast on a niche fighting game website which is a niche product from that like this is you know you're as hardcore as hardcore gets with this stuff and 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 so yeah, you're going to be upset about it and you should be upset about it and you should let your voice be heard about this stuff. And again, there's just no excuse from Capcom. Ooh, I'm dancing on some, some dangerous territory here. I'm, I'm, Dance yeah, I am, okay. Go. I can just say, hmm, there have been numerous Capcom employees that are no longer with the company that I have spoken with over the years who have no shortage of frustra frustration with the company and its overall direction. I, I that I can say, and, and it's you know you can I I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a what 11, 12 years, something like that. And I've been in fighting games since Street Fighter Two. You know I, I've been around this a long time. Uh, there's a lot of problems at Capcom. Uh, these frustrations are shared by many people. Just so you guys know, it's not just oh you know there's like you know, five people in the company uh, and they're all like on the same page with this at Capcom or it's like, no, there's, you know, the hundreds of people they have there. there there's a, a large, you know, segment of them that are very upset by this stuff too. So anyway, so, but, but let's, let's check the salt and, and, and just put it back on the shelf because you know what, it, it's, it's good to get it out there, but I want to give some people some stuff to like maybe envision what's going on here behind the scenes. And I go back to a statement that Capcom said a ways back. I think this is when, you know, about Ibuki and Balrog were coming out. And, and Capcom said that they would release characters as soon as they're ready. I actually think that statement holds up pretty well. Uh, I think that, again, as I mentioned before, a lot of their developers are working on other games. And just to give people more of an idea of what that actually means, I wanted to go back to NRS titles in particular, uh, starting with Mortal Kombat 9, which was released in, in 2011, April 2011. Injustice, the first one, follows two years later, uh, April 2013. Uh, MK10 follows two years later, 2015, again in April. Injustice 2, two years later. Uh, and now we have Mortal Kombat 11 coming out two years later here in 2019. These games, on average, it's it can be a little bit of, you know somewhere else, but it's about two years to develop. Uh, some are closer to three, some are one. It just kind of depends on how much time you put in there. But uh, you need if you want to have good content, good features, and have a, a nice product that comes out there. Uh, I think NRS is a really good standard for that. I don't think very many people have issue with their single player content. Uh, their online play has been a little you know sketchy. Some of the gameplay stuff has been a little sketchy, but overall, I think. It 
holds up pretty well, right? And again, they're like clockwork. They're every two years they have a, a brand new fighting game coming out, uh, and, and that's all they do, right? You know, NRS is that's that's their their genre. That's what they you know develop in. So with that 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 set, you you kind of assume that Capcom's on about the same timeline. We're looking at about two years of development time, and we don't want to have another another botched launch for a fighting game. And we know that their their fighting game teams are kind of separated a little bit to some degree with the Marvel side and the Street Fighter side, right? They, they have, there's a lot of, you know, cross-pollinization, I'm sure, with both teams, but they've also shown that they can kind of develop both games a bit in tandem with each other and not have it, you know, be a big problem. So sure. I think we have Marvel 4 and Street Fighter 6 in development, right? I, I think it's pretty obvious that you're going to see updates on both of those. The only way you would not see another Marvel game is if Marvel said screw you guys that ain't happening and look we, we've got Combo Fiend at, at Marvel um, we've got a, another a couple other Capcom people at Marvel um, that have good positions of power and even before they were in place like Capcom and Marvel had a good relationship and I still think they do um, it's not like you know You've, you've heard Marvel come out and say, Capcom sucks. We hate that company or whatever. Um, and they've got all these properties coming out. You know, Disney uh, uh, just picked up uh, 20th Century Fox and got, the, you know, the uh, final uh, Fantastic Four characters, X-Men, all that kind of stuff. They would love to see another game with those characters out there, I'm sure, as long as it's done well, correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but with the, the absolute, like, failure, uh, is that too harsh? I don't think it's too harsh. For Infinite, do you think that Disney wants to take that chance? I think that if they look over the history of Marvel 2 and Marvel 3, which were some of the best-selling games, um, uh, if, you know, for those years, uh, I think the Marvel 2 re-release was the number one-selling Xbox Live game that entire, like, of all time, actually, I think it was. And then you look at the lifetime sales of, of Marvel 3, even despite the really crappy business decisions that came with it, I think that was around 3.5 million copies, like, total with both games. Um, it, it's somewhere in there, you know, don't quote me on that, but... Uh, I think they look at that and say, hey, that's pretty good. And, and you look at the the Wins Marvel stuff, like the, the community reaction that surrounded Marvel 3 was really good. It wasn't bad at all. Um, I, you see some of the crap that, that Disney has put out there and that hurts you. You know, that's what hurts you is when the game is really bad. I, I wouldn't say Infinite was really bad, but it definitely was not good. Um, it was it was somewhere in the middle. Like the game sold, you know, one million copies when it was supposed to sell two, right? Um, so... The yeah. fighting game community didn't put it at Evo. Right, right, and I and I get it. And you know, the game was okay played. Like it was, it was just kind of a blip in the radar, and that's not something we're used to with Capcom fighting games. But it does happen with a number of other fighting games out there where they don't have much of a lifespan, and it's it's a shocker for a Capcom title. But I mean, again, that's again, it's more the exception than the norm. Yeah, I think a lot of other games like you were saying earlier, have about two years in life, and that's the expectation. NRS games come out, they're hot, then people quickly kind of do other things, but they're huge with casuals, and I think that's where NRS's main cash you know, flow comes from. But Capcom games, at least more specifically Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom, the franchises, those things go for like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So if they fail, it's, it's one thing for an NRS game or maybe even like a King of Fighters, which might be somewhere in between those two, to, to not do too hot. But when you have a game that's supposed to carry things, the baton, for like six or seven years, and it comes out and sputters right when it comes out of the gate and then just crashes, that's a pretty big whoops as compared to, well, if a Mortal Kombat or an Injustice doesn't work, that's not great, but you get to wipe over that in two years. Will Capcom be ready to wipe over this thing in you know two years' time or so? I mean, this will be two years since Infinite came out this September, so uh, I, I don't know. It's it might be apples to oranges. That's though. a great thing to actually bring back up. I look at Marvel three and and when we started hearing rumors of, of Infinite, that happened in November 2016. We started hearing rumors of a Marvel four, right? It, which you know we later found out would become you know Marvel Infinite, um, mm. and then we got a, a Marvel Infinite announcement with gameplay about a month later after that, shocking everyone. There was a report from Polygon that hey, Marvel four is in development. It's coming out. It's going to be announced at you know the PlayStation experience and all that kind of stuff we're like what no that ain't happening boom it was there it was reality it shocked all of us and you know we got the release of the game as you're mentioning here about almost two years ago uh september 2017 and and that happened from announcement uh with gameplay footage i'll add uh to you know the game coming out was a bit under a year 
you know, that's how long that took. So again, that game had to be in development. You would, <laughs> I know the state that it came out in and all that. I would assume the game was in development for close to two years, maybe a year and a half. You know, that extra six months of development time, you can do a lot with that, as we've seen with Street Fighter V. Um, the sorry, you know, state that game came out in, like a few months later, it was quite a bit better than quite a bit better and all that. Like a few months time is a lot uh, for developers to get stuff going. Um, and, and I'll mention that also with um, Street Fighter V. The announcement actually happened in December 2014. Uh, there was gameplay footage, so you know the game was in development for a while. Anytime, you know, you can announce whatever, right? But to actually have gameplay footage and have something playable, you know that it's been working for a while. Um, I, you know, the, my guess would be about a year. Um, so anyway, so December 2014, uh, Street Fighter V announcement happens with gameplay. And then two years later, uh, 2016, we've got Street Fighter V out in our hands. And it's terrible launch you know but anyway that's just you know besides that so capcom needs these resources in here that we don't want to see the same crappy launch happen that we've seen happen basically since street fighter 4 i don't think there's another fighting game they've done that's actually nailed the launch since that game and that came out in 2009 which is you know almost 10 years ago now uh we keep telling them not to repeat that mistake i think they've got that message i think they've, they've sent that message out to their investors where they're very interested in getting good review scores and you cannot release an incomplete game and get good review scores that does not happen that's not how it works so i think that's what they're doing and to do that it's like okay so where are you going to get the developers um to to make this stuff happen and make it good you know and and the answer is the people working on street fighter 5 and and that's where you go and and so I think they've taken those developers off and, and yeah. So if you're Capcom and that is the direction that you're going and you know that the, your capacity for new content and support is diminishing, but you're still supporting the game very clearly. You have the biggest prize pooled Capcom pro tour of all time thus far this year. You have people and you have an entire community with, I, I think I still think it's the most popular game in the FGC. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's one of the most popular games if it's not the most. And you have all of these fans that are watching you. And that is the case. Say that that's what's going on. How do you, as Capcom, go about communicating that while maintaining a positive air about it? Because you can't just say, we're ramping down stuff with Street Fighter V because if you do that, people are going to either take it the wrong way or, or, or move away from the game. So I get you have to kind of dance around this a little bit, but you do need to say something, I think. Well, maybe you don't. I'm, I'm asking you. So how do you go about, if this is your case, what do you do? I think that's actually a great point that you brought up, and I'll answer your question here, but I'll just say, okay, hey, we, we've invested you know, over a half a million dollars in the CPT. We don't want people looking at Street Fighter Six or Marvel 4 and not paying attention to Street Fighter Five, right? We want the focus on this game. It's not that we're not going to talk about the other games we're working on and the assumption that we're doing it, but we don't want to take away people's fervor and, and desire to play Street Fighter Five, right? So we're just going to do things very quietly, and what I would say is stupidly. <laughs> um, you... You still tell people as much as you can and you just dance around the subject a little bit, right? You say, okay, what I would do is if I was Capcom and I, you know, they hired me to do their, their PR and I was actually you know, free to talk about this stuff, I'll, I'll put the caveat out there is uh, there's people that know what's going on and wish they could say something, but they can't, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's at Capcom proper. Um, but anyway, what I would tell people is, is look, uh, the release schedule for DLC characters is going to be different than we've ever done before. And we will tell you guys, you know, uh, maybe a month, a week, or, you know, somewhere around there when characters are coming, but do not expect them how we've released in the, in the past. Uh, that would be something I'd make super clear. Um, because the characters okay. are really what people get excited about. And, and once you set that expectation, I don't think people, they can read into it and say whatever they want to, right? Like we're doing right now. But at least you set the expectation of, yeah, guess what? You have no idea when characters are coming. And, and there it is. And, and I think once you do that, you, you really kind of alleviate the biggest concern. Well then, but you still have Street Fighter V as a service. You still know that people are expecting these kinds of announcements and so at this point in your scenario you've kind of you've kind of quelled those expectations a bit or redirected them 
But what do you do in the meantime? Okay, let me let me address the service thing then. And see, what I would do then is I would say Street Fighter V is in a pretty good state as is. We've delivered on the content that users have expected us to. There's a story mode. There's an arcade mode. We've addressed the biggest issues with it. And in the future, don't expect to have very many features added to the game at this point in time. Uh, we're very happy with where it's at, and we don't think that we need to add a lot of extra bells and whistles to make people happy. And so you don't... well. Yeah, that, that makes sense. At the same time, if I see that message go up, I, I'm expecting in the comments to go, SF5 is dead, SF5 is dead. Yes. Similar to the way that things were happening in the stream chat yesterday once it became more and more apparent that nothing was coming. Yeah, I'll throw it out there to the functions thing. You know, like the character service functions. I I don't believe that quote came directly from Combo Fiend in terms of like, yeah, he said it, but I don't think that the wording and the approach on that came directly from him, right? Um, sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be. There was a prepared, probably like they talked about it. Well, what happens when they ask us this? You say that. Yeah, uh, there's definitely details I know about past stuff that, uh, yeah, I know that that was the way it worked at Capcom. I will just say, I don't know 100% that it was, you know, working that way with Peter, but hey, uh, that would be my assumption anyway so and, mm -hmm. and as, as since we're on this and we talked about it a little bit earlier in the cast today obviously social media is exploding right now with negativity about the lack of an announcement yesterday and who's going to be in the middle of that in the crossfire well the representative on social media like michael martin and so we have a bunch of individuals that we see their faces they represent capcom you also got like mama dow he said um actually i think i have the quote yeah right here he says, hi, I work on Capcom Esports. That is my job. That is my team's job. We do not work on SF5. Uh, we came to Atlanta to do our CPT event. We did that. This is the only time I'm going to say this. And, and that, of course, is, I mean, probably in response to the way everyone's kind of blowing up right now. Uh, yeah, I don't point the finger at Michael Martin directly. I don't point the finger at Mama Dow. I don't envy their positions and anybody that's in. I don't know how Capcom works. I don't know what the factions are. I don't know, you know, what Capcom Japan versus Capcom USA are able to do and who has to get permission from what. I also, at the end of the day, as much as I care about how, like, I don't want to, you know, make Michael Martin's life hell on social media and such. That's not what I'm out to do by any means. I just care that Capcom, the big... CAP, COM, brand, you know, as an entity is not getting the job done. I'm not pointing the finger at any individuals. I don't care whose fault it is. At the end of the day, the fault is Capcom didn't get the job done. You represent Capcom. You're going to get some heat, whatever. It's not personal. It is, this is all directed at Capcom in general, not at any individuals. Yeah, I, I think that Michael Martin and, and Carolyn, uh, the mom and Dow, I think they're doing everything they can. Uh, I think their hands are 100% tied. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think these decisions are up to them. And um, and yeah. Uh, and mm -hmm. so anyway, I'll I'll go back to the functions thing that blew up. That mm -hmm. became a huge thing. Um, messaging surrounding these games is very important. And if you're the CEO of Capcom or one of the higher ups there and you see that message get out there and you see it blow up like all over the place, the functions thing was a big deal. You go, okay, well, what are the advantages of saying something to our community? And what are the advantages of not really oh, saying, shutting the hell shutting up the hell and up. not letting, and not yes, letting you can't any step in any potholes yes. if we're not going down the road. So there you go. That is a concern. Um, I, and it, it's unfair to completely not address that and say, you know, hey, communicate when that is is very much been an issue. Uh, I will just remind people of the Street Fighter Cross Tekken debacle uh, with, you know, Ono saying, oh, don't worry, the characters are not finished. Uh, um, but no, they're pretty much in a finished state on the disc and, you know, disc lock, you know, content or whatever they wanted to call it. But anyway, that ended up being a huge thing that really hurt Street Fighter Cross Tekken, among other issues. But that was probably the number one um, uh, complaint about the game was that that you put, you know, DLC characters on the disc uh, and they're pretty much ready. You know, and, and, ugh, boy, that was terrible. Uh, and that happened, I think, right before the game was released, about as worst, uh, bad of timing as you could, you know, possibly, you know, wish for. Yeah. So all this stuff is factors. And it's why Capcom has gotten more gun shy about communicating. Uh, all this stuff, you know, is out there. Uh, at the same time, it's still something you do. It, it's if you're in a relationship with someone and they are in a relationship with the fighting game community, you hire someone who's really good at communicating this stuff, who knows what the messaging is at Capcom Japan, at Capcom USA, and can communicate with the company. Uh, I believe that that Seth Killian did a terrific job of that for the most part. Uh, I know he got in hot water a few times, but I think overall he was very well respected. I think Peter and, and Matt Dahlgren both did solid jobs at that at Capcom. 
Um, I, I think that. How about Jason Anderson? I got to give a shout out. Oh, to that yeah, Jason was great. And again, I think that that Capcom has good people there to do that right now. I just don't think they've been entrusted to do so. Uh, I think Mama Dow would probably do a terrific job as a spokesperson there. Um, yeah. Or Kim, one, two, three, four. Um, I, I think any of, the, of them would be very qualified to get out there and speak about this stuff. And I know they have a great uh, a PR team there with Angela and Alyssa. Uh, you know, but anyway, that, besides the point, this is um, th- these are big issues for the company, and and, and they're you know there's something that they have to work out. Uh, and and it, I hope it's going to get solved here in the future. I hope they learn from this, but at the same time. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder if it's, you know, two steps forward, two steps back, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll just uh, switching gears here a little bit, not complaining too much. It wouldn't be the biggest shock to me to see Marvel four at this year's E3. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, necessarily a completely playable build. It could be uh, the game could be, you know, announced now. And, you know, based on the timeline we talked about before, Street Fighter five was about two years out from when they first showed it. Uh, Marvel Infinite was about a year. Uh, so either of those timelines really fit for a Marvel four, if you ask me, you know, it, it's, it could work that way, especially with what we know with the next generation consoles being heavily backwards compatibility, uh, uh, compatible, I should say, you could really, you know, release a Marvel four and have it upscale to the next generation hardware without issue, you know, and, and it should not, yeah, it should not be a problem. So I can see that happening, especially with how, you know, dead things have been on that regard. As you mentioned, you know, Marvel infinite is almost two years in the grave since it's release date, right? It fits. And, and, and that's something to get excited about. Uh, I think a street fighter six is something to get excited about. That's well, really what well, we're headed. Hang for. on a second though. Like then, and I keep coming back to this, I think, but it just must be where my heart is. We keep talking about, well, what's coming next? Is it Marvel 4? Can we hold on to that? Is it the next generation of consoles? And what does that mean for, for Capcom and their fighting game department? Could they be working on Street Fighter 6? Uh, who's the next character coming out? But, like, can we be content with playing 5 right now? Is that a, one of the options, one of the possibilities? Because I think that we've been wrapped up in this kind of schedule of looking to the horizon so constantly that we've forgotten to just play the stinking game that's in front of us. But like, maybe the game's not good enough to be played. Like that's, <laughs> that's my only, my problem. Yeah. It's like, I do, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here wrapped up in these, like these disappointing lack of announcements and missed, you know, release dates or whatever, or crappy faces or functions and all of the negativity that's happened in the development of these games over the last couple of years mind you while every other freaking genre of of game that capcom does just is an absolute home run and i get very envious of that uh, while i'm actually like playing most of those other games but i I look at all that and i'm sitting here in this side of of things looking to the future and just constantly getting disappointed uh is the only reason that that's the case is because i can't sit there and play in the here and the now because i don't want to play your you know six out of ten for fun game or I, I this doesn't directly answer your question but it's a it's a way of answering it and one is is ever since street fighter 5 came out people were like okay is this it like this is what we got yeah. right and, yeah. and and i've been okay with that I, i'm on the record with that i think it's very clear but a lot of people are not and they've kind of been hoping for the next thing to make the game what they want it to be, right? That's yes. not coming. I well, but yeah. but we had the that was a very very valid thing to say earlier on in the game's life. But we devoted a whole podcast to talking, or or like at least the the main focus of a podcast to talking on how the game has evolved to a point where we've said it a million times. It's the best it's ever been as far as gameplay itself is concerned. Sure. It has all these other bells and whistles. Not all of them are home runs, but at least the gameplay is pretty good now. We don't have the input lag, and crush counters have been nerfed a few times, and, and throw loops are gone, and anti-air jabs are almost <laughs> almost gone. <laughs> and, and all these issues that we've had, it's like Capcom has attended to that. So if we take Arcade Edition here in 2019 as it stands, right now where Cammy's not as goofy as she used to be and Abigail's not lopping off three-fourths of your health every time he does a sweep you know is it good do we finally at least have the game we wanted and are we missing out enjoying it because we're just because we're looking at you know in the wrong direction and what a tragedy that would be but I, I personally look at that and I go no to, to answer it for myself no because I don't have that much fun playing it most of the time at least online but I mean, to people that think it's their favorite or the people who's it's their favorite of the series. Is that the case? You're missing out is what I keep telling you. 
And, and I I don't understand why the game is as hated as it is. I I get why it's as hated as it is. I just don't understand it. If that makes any damn sense at all. Um, the game's <laughs> correct, re- but not accurate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The game's really damn good. Dream King and I will sit there and theory fight about stuff of like, oh, this is what's going on here, and this is what's happening. Uh, I, I look at the final round stuff that happened yesterday with Punk beating Momochi, and and, and just looking at the layers upon layers. Look at uh, Stephen, literally a Dream King. He he pinged me and said, look at all the lack of footsies going on, and the you know the wish punishing and all that kind of stuff. And both him and I were laughing. It was like Colleen versus Karen, right? And that is a classic footsies. Uh, Street Fighter matchup that would look at at home in any Street Fighter game, uh, pretty much out there, right? I mean, you don't get more classic than that, and that's close to the you know the the end of the tournament. And, and you're looking at very fundamental play. You're looking at adjustments, and I think it was brilliant. I mean, it, it, Punk is doing one hit confirms off a crouching medium kick with Karen. It is so damn hard, and that is classic and beautiful Street Fighter. That is reactions it's it's all the stuff that people want yet they can't get past crush counters they can't get past whatever that street fighter 5 offers you know um to me again that's why i say people are missing out but it's like look i don't want to be a, i don't want to be the jerk over there saying that people are stupid right like i'm not and i don't think that people are stupid i, I just i think they're too short-sighted about the game i think that they're missing a lot of it and i think that a lot of the problems got in the and look at look at the massive problems right i mean no shortage of those um I think there's left such a bad taste in people's mouths that they have a tough time seeing the game for what it actually is. It has so little charisma yes. that the negatives are highlighted oh, yeah. and the positives are are blips. And oh my! Over. And that's been the huge, uh, you know, portions of our subjects for the last pods, right? This game, a hundred percent, has no charisma at all. My goodness, is that a great statement you made there? Uh, it, it just. <laughs> So what do you do? You know, and I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm more of the forgiving type, uh, where it's like, okay, you screwed me over 500 times, but on the 501st, you got it right, so I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And and but the, so as I look through and try to find positive examples, I look at final round all, all weekend long. Yesterday specifically, because that's when I think the most eyes were on it. But all weekend long. It was an exciting tournament to, to build mm-hmm. up to. And I'm just talking about like the players that were there. We're not talking about the potential for announcements. Just like the final round as an entity itself, it was exciting. I don't think there were any huge problems with it, which is not something that's guaranteed for any major tournament. I don't know that the stream had any issues or there was some 895 kind of debacle, anything like yep. that. But like everyone who was anyone uh, was there and the competition was as as strong as it's ever been and we were excited to see what happened and there were so many upsets and Tokido goes down early and Daigo doesn't make it to top whatever and and then there were a bunch of Americans in top eight and that was exciting and American won the whole thing and and watching it and the execution as as we watched through top eight it was very entertaining the gameplay the presentation like there was so much good about all of this we're not talking about that at all because of there was no announcement but like I feel like if you look at final round, what a success in terms of a of a presentation of an event, of a show, of an esports-esque thing. There were almost 50,000 people watching when I checked last night during Top 8 on Twitch. Uh, I mean, it's it's there's something, there are a lot of really good things happening in a lot for this game. So so maybe it's not all doom and gloom like I'm I'm very much attracted to, to to moving towards right now and to talking about it in, in such a light. But there is a lot going for it too. And and that's like exciting for 2019 uh, because like I think we're really happy with the gameplay. And I think that this is just event number one and the whole rest of the year could very much be like this. And who gives a crap if Kage is the last one here? Maybe we have the game that we want to watch now. And maybe I'm just grabbing at straws because I need Street Fighter to be okay. You, know? <laughs> you want Street Fighter to be okay. You know, and and I go back to something Mike Ross said on our podcast here, and it's like he said, I don't want to talk about that game. And that is just such a loaded statement from him. And and no, you know, no offense to Mike, that's a hundred percent fair and reasonable statement for him to make, right? Um, it's complicated. It's it, people want black and white answers in life. And there's no black and white answers here for Street Fighter V. We don't have them, you know, and, and we have a lot of speculation because of Capcom's lack of communication, which we just went into up and down. Um, 
this is what it is. And you can either accept it for what it is, or you can move on and play another terrific game like Smash Ultimate, Tekken 7, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is right on the horizon. There are a bunch of really viable and strong options right now in the community among the other games that have already been released, right? There's no shortage of not only good games, but great fighting games that are out there right now. Um, and, and yeah, and, and but... Street Fighter and Capcom have a special place in the fighting game community. They are, but it's my Street Fighter. This baby. is it is, and uh, a fan is, and a lot of people don't know this shockingly, but fan is short for fanatic. Um, that is what that means, and we are all uh, fans, fanatics of fighting games, and a lot of people are have that heavy basis in the Capcom titles. Uh, there's a, the meme that came out not that long ago of like, you know, I want a game that's more footsie based and, you know, they showed like Guilty Gear or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, you know, they show all these different games like you know, to address the, the complaints about Street Fighter V. And, and finally comes to the end. It's just like, I want to complain about Street Fighter V. I don't want to, you know, I don't want it. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's so near and dear. And and I think that the the point we're looking at is, is like, look, if you have not enjoyed the game, and I, I really think this is a huge, huge, huge issue that a lot of people have had, um, the the launch roster for Street Fighter V was not good. There was a lot of problems gameplay wise with those characters. It was either too many grapplers, too much rushdown, not enough fundamental play. And Capcom has addressed much more of that with their DLC cast and you know kind of evolving the roster over time. And, and the game really got pigeonholed into that. Well, this is the only style that's you know viable or whatever. It's like guess what, guys? Uh, final round just happened yesterday. Karen Player won it. She is not like complete rushdown or anything. Most people agree she's very footsies based. Uh, Zeku and Colleen as a second spot. Karen again, then Colleen, uh, you know, Cammy as a sub, hey, whatever, you know, and so uh, then we start getting into, you know, Rashid and Bison, and so, so I'm going I'm to stop there, right there at the top four, but the top <laughs> four of final round, you know, was based mostly uh, more on footsie, you know, type play than people are used to, and like, hey, that's there. And, and you do have to look for it. You do have to go outside of the waters of, you know, uh, a Bison, uh, you know, a Rashid and all those kind of players, uh, Urian and all that stuff. Um, you have to seek it out through other characters. But people are like, well, I want the cheap stuff. I want the cheap and dirty things that let me just kind of exploit the game. It's like, OK, well, you're going to have a shallow experience because of that. You're going to be putting one hand behind your back because you're playing characters that have basically one kind of one track going for them and they don't have anything else there um and these other characters you know again i, I get it they got to be good for you to want to play them right everyone wants to win in this game it's really hard to sit there and lose over and over and over again um but there are good footsie characters in this game that you can play just you know hey as you said everyone starts with the same character select screen i think that karen especially watching punk player it's not a free win, right? right? We've seen a, a bunch of top players switch from their character. You got Haitani going from Nikali to Akuma. You've got Knuckle Do, or actually, actually, Punk's a really good example. Going over to Kami um, in in years past to to try to just play that top tier character, and it doesn't translate for them. So going just to Karen because you know she looks cool or whatever, she looks like she can get the job done, does not guarantee you automatic wins. But I will say that watching Punk do that and knowing that you can do that, and this is Punk in four frames of lag instead of, you know, eight or six. Mm -hmm. uh, so you expect it to be a little bit more. It, it was very fun, and it does make me... Like, I see a part of me going, oh, man, that would be cool to kind of figure out, even if I uh, there's a huge part of me, and I think this is just more of a personal problem of not wanting to yeah, start climbing the mountain of learning a whole new character and trying to take them to, like, a competitive place, uh, which, that that's, like, you know, again, that's just kind of me. But no, um, let me, th let there me, is some inspiration Let me there. interrupt you on that one, actually, because I've been I've been struggling this with a little bit with Manat of, of trying to avoid the grind, and I'm like, I've been going back to, you know what? screw points screw everything else i just want to get better and i just want to learn like that that is exciting to me to see brand new tech i've never seen before with this character which there's still more being discovered i was watching sako the other day who um has gone back to monat after you know dabbling very heavily with kage and even some with birdie uh, even some zeku and all that kind of stuff he looks like he's mainly sticking with the character i'm seeing brand new tech pioneered for this character who's been out for what two years now somewhere around there and it's like oh wow and, and that gets me going that gets me excited to play the game again and and, and yeah I, I mean and that's there that's there for a lot of people and if we get so hung up on winning in this game and, and yeah, I get it but look unless you're you know Daigo I guess not even him right um 
unless you're punk or freaking you know gachkun unless you're playing rashid um you're, you're not going to win all the time right um you're, you're you're going to lose a lot and you can see a lot of these players are in it for the experience look at momoshi he he refuses a japanese esports license even though he can make more money with it for some kind of principal thing and, and like look dude you're make, you know you can make a bunch more money if you did this and like he's like upset about it he's mad and i don't get why but but a lot of these players are playing to get better and for the enjoyment of it and the <laughs> development of our, our lives for doing it. Can, and, can and we start calling reason. Momochi Shoeless Mo Jackson? Because I think that would be great. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, continue. No, no, no. But that's that's kind of the point of this is is go find some re way to enjoy the game. Go find a character that fits you. And if you're really frustrated and annoyed at the game, like there's a good chance you've got a character... Uh, especially if it's a, a launch character that probably doesn't have a lot going for it. Um, it it's those characters don't have enough depth and they're very, man, they're, they're just as, they're as deep as a kiddie pool, right? That's mm -hmm. what they say. And, and uh, but go, go look for enjoyment to have. If, if you're going to stick with street fighter five and you're not going to branch out to another game, go have fun with it and, and, and seek out knowledge and stuff because it will make you a better player when these new games come along. Uh, Street Fighter V does have good stuff to offer. There's clearly a meta here that a lot of people don't understand and a lot of things are going on there. And and exploring that and finding what that is, if, if you ask yourself, okay, what's going on in Street Fighter V and you have no idea, yeah, you're missing the boat. You know, I wanted to, uh, to kind of get in because you brought in the idea of where you started talking about the character usage of uh, the top eight, and we talked a little bit about uh, how many like amazing players were at final round, and and what that all like kind of the, I don't know shaped up to be. I wanted to read through because uh, I pulled up the the results page here. I wanted to read through just the players that tied for seventeenth to, to to tell you just how uh, epic of an event this was. Here's who got 17th at final round. Sako, 801 Strider, Nemo, Cool Kid, Haitani, Gachikun, the reigning Capcom Cup champion, Knuckledew, and Bonchan. Those guys who, that sounds like a top eight if I've ever heard one, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those guys got 17th. This game is very interesting right now on the competitive level because everybody was there and those are the guys that, that fell short. You know, uh, and then and then in first or I'm sorry, in like the top top eight bracket, you have like Tampa Bison, Brian F, CJ Truth, Momochi's student Johnny, who's like 22, uh, and then Punk wins the whole thing, and then you also have Momochi and Shen, who are and, and Oil King, who are like, yeah, that, those guys kind of make more sense. But you got these like this new blood and stuff. It's like what a story is starting, and especially if it continues like this, maybe this was just a, a fluke and. And these guys just got lucky, or maybe the game's super imbalanced and it's going to be different every single time because it's a super random fest. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But, yeah, man, there's there's a lot to, to hold on to. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I wanted to, to get back to real quick, too, when you were talking about the character choice and, and basically starting down new paths. Uh, Sejam recently did a little bit of a series for Unist because he doesn't play that game or he didn't play that game but it's announced for Evo so naturally as a commentator and a player Sejam really likes to delve into stuff and you can tell in his commentary that he knows what he's talking about so he mm -hmm. has to delve into this new game and he talks specifically about the process of getting into new games and how competitively minded players tend to look at something and and forget how to start a new game because they're so used to what they've been doing. Yep. It's very easy to lose sight of. And it doesn't it doesn't make sense when you just hear it like that. Like, like how could a competitive player forget how to start a new game? It's very easy because you you get into this grind and you get into these nuances of what you're paying attention to and the specifics and you forget what it was like when you just were first starting and you were just pressing, you know, heavy kick for the first time and seeing how long that took to come out and not even consciously observing it, but just subconsciously processing all this new information. And you want to sit down and just be able to do what you can already do in, say, Street Fighter V. You want to be able to sit down in Unist and all of a sudden have combos and have a, 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 a your mind wrapped around what the meta is like and the pacing of the game and it's like that just doesn't happen but say jam 
goes through it as he's exploring it for the first time himself in this particular game. He also talks about it, so I would recommend, myself included, like this is to the people that would be somewhat like me in their hesitation to grab onto like a new character or start into a new game if that's what you want to do. And and look there because there's a there's some good psychology. It's a good time. Go over there and, and check out his content. Check out his page. There's quite a bit there. There's a quote that I, I've tried to keep with me over the years, and it's from Brandon Lee. Uh, that would be Bruce Lee's son. And I tried to find it here in the background, but was unsuccessful. Uh, and you can find it if you do a little bit of digging online. But um, obviously, being Bruce Lee's son, he was very gifted with martial arts. And there was a number of things out there that, uh, you know, he, he got taught by his dad and by other people around there, I'm sure, you know, just generally offering uh, since, you know, he was uh, the son of, you know, the biggest martial artist of all time. And it was actually becoming a, a pretty big, you know, star in his own right, um, you know, before he, he died uh, making The Crow. But his quote was, it's okay to admit you don't know something. And it's okay to admit like you're like a baby or like a child when you're trying to push through new boundaries and new things. And I go back to my own experience here in in going from Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter 3. See, I, I've dealt with this like numerous times, so I'm very used to it now. Relatively speaking, I want to hype up my own skills. I get caught up on this stuff too. like you know. Uh, but I remember uh, my friend saying, what the hell is this parry system? Like, this is stupid. Like just block, like in the parry, just interrupt stuff. Like it was, it was cool, but like the timing is too hard and a lot of that kind of stuff. And I remember like with the alpha games, you could air block and he was super pissed off about that. Just like, why, why can you air block? That's dumb. And, and again, it's, as you mentioned, we, we forget about all the dumb stuff we overlook as we're, we're getting through these games and we get used to, and it's just, it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always add up, but as long as the game is good, as long as the, the competition is strong, it's okay to admit that you don't know something that you're like a child that you're you're trying to grow and trying to get better and it's hard it's hard to do that we we have these skill sets we get comfortable in and we get competent with and and very confident in ourselves right like that's that's a big thing it's a big thing of becoming older and adult like you have a good skill set to fall back on but you know continued growth means admitting you don't know something admitting that something is like okay this is this is a lot for me to take on um and, and we've seen that numerous times with street fighter 5 not just with me but with other people and again i go back to 801 strider he said it flat out i kept trying to play the game like it was street fighter 4 and it wasn't until what i embraced it for what it is that i found success and uh, uh, just uh, maybe pure coincidence here, maybe not so much, but uh, Adorun St- uh, Strider got top 17 with uh, G, brand new character form, and uh, and again continues to do very well for himself. So, all right, guys. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and, and wrap this up here pretty soon, but um, we'll we'll end this on. Um, I think there's a good chance that this is the last batch of characters for the game for Street Fighter Five. Right now, we have 35. I know that's pretty damn disappointing. Uh, we might get up to 40 here, uh, but that might take them a while. You know, that might take them the entire year. It might be into next year. You know, I, I think this is going to be the last batch of characters we see for the game because uh, I think that Capcom has moved on without saying they're able, you know, they're not able to say they've moved on, right, because of the reasons we've outlined here. Um, I think that we'll have something at EVO. I think that, you know, Evo or E3, somewhere around the summertime, I think we'll get another character at that point. Um, that's kind of what we're looking at. And I know it's disappointing for a lot of people, uh, but I this is the new reality for Street Fighter V. So, you know, find some other stuff to focus on. Find some things to enjoy it uh, about it uh, if you want to. You know, uh, again, I'll just I'll remind people that there's so much unexplored territory with this game. Even if you embraced it from the start, even if you're still just going crazy, you, you have to look no further than um, last night's matchup with Punk and Momochi, two players who have definitely embraced this game and played it at a high level pretty much since its inception. You know, it, it is they have been playing the game and you still saw brand new tech. You saw new approaches. Momochi is using a lot of Zeku now. Um, uh, you're seeing a lot of evolution from the game still. Uh, there's a beautiful game to be found here. If you can embrace it. And I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I think that a lot more people would enjoy the game if they tried some new approaches with it. I think that on the idea or on the front of enjoying the game, enjoying the experience, I guess I've said as much, but I can probably condense it into a more digestible, you know, sequence here in that uh, don't look at it. Don't look at the horizon. Don't look at what's coming next. If you like what's in front of you, that's all that you're going to have for now. If something else comes good, we'll, we'll take it, you know, but, but don't make your appreciation for the game solely centered around what's coming up next because uh because you're going to be disappointed and i think we all pretty much know that 
I would guess that we're going to get probably another five characters to the game. And yeah, with the, the pacing here and what's being paid attention to, I think everything is going more in the way of esports. So they'll be doing stuff like the costumes and the new stages because that's for presentation. That's for the esports look. You know, you can have that on uh, ESPN and it looks good. And, um, and I think that we, we also have the Street Fighter League that, <laughs> well... I mean, the the voting for that was, and, and also one of the tournaments was here in final round weekend. So whoops, but um, but that's a thing too. That's been it, it's like it's it's not like Capcom's been silent um, on all fronts for Street Fighter Five. They've been doing esports announcements and they've been releasing content. Uh, they talked about having a an update in March and an update in November. I'm pretty sure what they meant by the update in March was that they were bringing in that Sagat and Kage CPT bundle. Uh, and the new stage and, and such. I think that's what this was, but we were all hoping the update meant a new character or something along those lines. Uh, there's data mining stuff for, you know, all that other stuff that we talked about, V skills and whatnot. I'm not holding my breath for any huge game changes at this point, and I think it would be almost weird because um, I think that Capcom has set us up to to get settled into our seats with where we're at now because things aren't going to be changing too much on the uh, the gameplay front. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just wish that we knew that that was what to expect as opposed to have to figure that out through a series of disappointing discoveries. Yep. Well, uh, take up drinking. Uh, you know, they, they <laughs> that's, that's how you get over your sorrows. Uh, but no, just uh, drink once and then like you know get over it and, and go move on that's what it's there for right you know cry your tears and, and move on and, <laughs> and uh, that's, that's kind of what we have to do here and, and that's you know that's what you do yeah and and again i it's not bad it's not a terrible thing i think we just need to reposition ourselves uh, because the street fighter community has shown they're here to do this they're here to play the game or they're here to be involved with it and if they can't have fun playing it and experiencing it well then they're just gonna be here to crap on it on social media but one way or another they're here and so i think that if we just kind of change ourselves a little bit from where we're our perspective our angle the way we're processing all this i think it's better for everybody and um and it is what it is and i look forward to whatever comes in the future whenever it comes as far as another game another venture for capcom and the fighting games i'm hoping for the best i'm expecting nothing let's go from here all right, there it is, guys. So that's going to wrap us up here for this week's episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Love you, miss you, bye.